Yeah, yeah. buying all the toilet roll. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. <laughs> oh, God, I remember the toilet roll. <laughs> 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 Take away those diamonds, I don't need those rocks. A second-hand car and a new pair of socks. I want liberty without conditions. Our guest this episode comes from the Ministry, the Ministry of Descent, that is. Man, husband, father now-turned-new media journalist extraordinaire, Chasing Liberty welcomes the minister himself, Ben. Over to you, mate. Uh, oh, well, we've, we've already tried this once before, haven't we? Yeah, um, we have. We've tried this once before. But, um, yeah, basically, I, I, I am everything you, you just said. I'm a husband, I'm a father, and, and, and now I'm a journalist. I, I was, you know, just... Before any 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 of what I have done, I was just a guy, a disabled man who who loved making videos at theme parks and helping people um, have access and accessibility to 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 these sort of things because I'm a disabled man myself. Um, and then and then all of this happened, and I can tell you exactly where I was when um, things really got so serious. I was in Paris. I was in central Paris. Um, and I was there when Emmanuel Macron locked down France. And I was at Disney. I was at the Disney Resort at the time. And, you know, it was a it was a case of when I was there, using my eyes, I didn't really see a problem around me. And all, 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 of, the, all of the time back home, I haven't really seen a problem. But we'll go back to sort of February time when they said there was going to be a problem. And do you remember when they made the call for the uh, NHS volunteers, John? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am, I am one. So I'm an NHS volunteer. I I signed up on that first day because I I was taken in, obviously, as I think most people were. Yeah. Um, that there was this big issue, this big problem, and all hands were going to be needed on deck. And despite the fact that I'm disabled, I've got a nice big car, so I I signed up as uh, someone to drive equipment between NHS sites, and we were given an app called the Good Sam. Um. And it was supposed to go off, supposed to get an alert when we were needed to do a job. And and sort of March came, no alert. April came, no alert. May came, no alert. And um, then we got the email. And the email was, uh, we've opened the system up to doctors and nurses so that they can use you as personal shoppers. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then I, I made a video absolutely raging. And uh, that that mysteriously fallen off the face of the earth man, Simon Dolan, shared that video. Yeah. Uh, and that's when um, all of a sudden, you know, things started blowing up. Because I was making little videos with my suspicions because uh, I'd been quote unquote volunteering as a delivery driver to get myself out of lockdown anyway. Um, and... I've been delivering a lot of takeaways to the hospital and I've been going, uh, I tell you what, a man on a walking stick in a hospital with a just eat bag can walk anywhere. Um, the security wouldn't stop me. I could walk to any ward and I did. Coming um, through pizza. <laughs> well, this, this is it. I, could, I could, I could hobble on through to any ward and I did. And, and the, the hospital was, excuse the expletives here, but fucking empty. Yeah. And this was at the, the 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 main peak of it all. This was sort of March, April time. And um I, I told you this before when we tried to record it last time, but round the back of our hospital there's a um there's a car park and the psych, psych psychiatric unit is round the back and it's their car park and it's out of view of the public eye. And when we were having that heat wave in sort of April, May time, whenever I go up there, and sometimes it was five nights a week, John, that I'd be I'd be having to go up there. Yeah. There'd be up to uh, this is not an exaggeration. 200 doctors and nurses standing around in this car park out the public eye. Nothing to do. They were just standing there having chats, having conversations. They weren't wearing PPE. They weren't wearing masks. I know this was April, May time when nothing was mandated in the sense of masks or anything. But they, they, were, they, they, were, they were just standing there doing nothing. And I even had some of them say to me, no word of a lie that they have been told to bring in board games and books from home to keep them busy. Yeah, it sounds like the last two weeks before the Christmas holidays at school. I, I, and, 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 and that's when it just sort of all clicked to me that maybe we've, we've overreacted here. 
maybe mm-hmm. we've overreacted. I won't go down. I, I, see, I don't go down the um the, the conspiracy rabbit holes, so to speak. You know, I won't go down your five G, and I won't go down your Bill Gates, even though I do think he's a nasty bastard. I yeah. won't. I, I won't go down those 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 sort of routes. I, I like to um, what I do report. I always try and differentiate between fact and opinion, and by try, I mean I definitely do. Everything that I have said is factual, is factual, and I've evidenced it. Um, I've never had to retract a piece of media because it's not factual. Um, uh, And, uh, yeah, I pepper a lot of my stuff with emotion and opinion, but that's because I'm fucking angry, man. I'm really angry. Um, They've they've just, you know, I've got children, one of whom is autistic, and they've just destroyed them. They've destroyed my children. They've destroyed their education. I mean, our son, we, we... we spent a long time getting him into a routine with the school and everything. And then they, they, they announced this lockdown and they didn't want to know. They didn't want him back, even though they were still legally obliged because of his condition to have him back. They kept him out for a month. We had to threaten them with lawyers before they would even take him back. And then when we actually produced a lawyer, they said, oh, no, sorry, we were wrong. They just didn't want an autistic child. You know, it just seemed to me like these teachers, they wanted an easy ride. And it it pissed me off. It really did. Uh, and to this day, my son, he's been more angry. He's been more violent because everything's wrecked. All his routine is wrecked. And one day to another, it's, it's different. You know, will he have his full class with him in school? Will he not? What's going on now? Is he having to stick to this bubble, that bubble? He doesn't understand. Sorry to rant there, but, you know. No, uh, hey... I, I remember I've been thinking back about you know back to the to last February March and I remember in February people were starting to talk about it it was coming up on the news um, they were starting to you know they were starting the narrative they were starting to ramp up the fear a little bit I remember going into work every day and just working away everything was normal then sanitizer appeared and they started talking about washing your hands not that we ever washed our hands after we've been to the toilet before yeah i know we didn't know how to do those things right yeah yeah so and and then everything just got more and more you know ramped up and and i remember sitting looking at people thinking these people actually believe this yeah because you could see the fear in their eyes. It's the same. You know, to this day, when I go to the supermarket, so many people who are around me with their masks on, they, they're genuinely fearful of little old me hobbling along with my walking stick in my trolley, just happily singing along to a song because I don't have a mask over my face, you know? Yeah. And you can see it. And I, I, I can't believe that 15 months down the line, people are still genuinely afraid. Well, I can believe it because we've got a government and uh, you're not in the UK at the moment, are you? No, no, I'm in France at the moment. But we we have a government. I don't know what the government's like over there, but we have a government here that's not been, in in what's supposed to be a a time of national emergency, has not been holding the public up, has not been giving the public hope, has been purposely trying to scare the living daylights out of them. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine like, if imagine if they'd applied this during World War Two, they'd be telling people, you know, give up, get ready to surrender, you know, yeah. put out white flags, and yeah. welcome the Germans across because it, it's like they're doing the exact opposite that you would do normally when well, there's yeah. a pandemic. Yeah, surely, surely you'd want to give you know people hope, and uh, and you'd want you want you you don't want them scared because you don't want them panicked because you don't want them reacting out of panic and fear. Yeah, uh, and buying all the toilet roll. Oh fucking hell! <laughs> oh god, I remember the toilet roll. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't understand where where the where they thought the shortage was coming from because it wasn't even a symptom, was it? They created it. They created the fucking shortage by doing that. And it was the pasta as well. And I'm quite a fan of pasta. And they're they're ripping the pasta off the fucking shelf and the rice. And it's like, what are we doing? Are we going down into a a bomb shelter or something? We're taking all the non-perishables now, aren't we? Well, you can understand the pasta and the rice because they're obviously connecting that with, you know, rice with China and pasta with Italy. And, you know, the pictures coming out of Italy where it was a... (laughs) It was a a disaster. So obviously they think all pasta is made in Italy. (laughs) (laughs) And and do you know what? These are the type of people that have the gall to try and call people like me and you COVID idiots. 
Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. We're, we're the conspiracy theorists. <laughs> the conspiracy theorists that have got 100% right over the last year. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's, I keep saying it's not a conspiracy if it's actually happening. Exactly. It's, <laughs> at what point do the conspiracy theorists just become the truth tellers? Because, you know, some some of the things out are out there, like all this 5G nonsense, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. You know, I've got a 5G phone right here. You know, I, I'm I'm not I'm not concerned by it at all. I probably I, I don't know in my luck I'll be wrong in that non-concern, <laughs> but I'm I'm not concerned. But, yeah. Um, yeah. None of none of none of that. And and you know what? That's what people tend to attack me with as well. They're like, "Oh, you 5G flat earther," and I'm like, "What? What are you?" <laughs> About. What, what are you talking? It's, it's the only way they can sort of try and shut down the debate before the debate even happens is to label you something. So yeah. if they say this person's a conspiracy theorist who follows David Icke, um, they, they, they oh. hope that that will stick before you can actually yeah. make a- I know, and, and I had the, we had a conversation last night about David Icke because other than the reptilian thing, everything else he's said has come to pass. <laughs> <laughs> so he's right as well. <laughs> I tell you what, um, I, I, I've, I, I, so here's my stance on David Icke, right? I think he's batshit crazy, but I think yeah. his heart's in the right place. Yeah. Um, and and uh, then I saw his interviews with Brian Rose on London Real last year. Yeah. It, and I thought some of it's a bit out there, you know, yeah. focusing on a cabal. But m- mostly speaking, he was probably right in the fact that he kept saying things like they'll drip you a little bit of freedom back, then they'll take it away again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of these things, they did come to pass. And like I say, unfortunately for David, it's... Proclaim it, starting off by proclaiming yourself the son of God. Yeah. Isn't a good way to start if you're going to try and get some credibility in the future. But the thing is, unfortunately, the newspapers love someone to smear. And because he did things like that, the second he heads the protest in in, in, um, Trafalgar Square, they say uh, conspiracy theorist rally by lizard man David Icke. You know, rather than what the rally actually is, which is a freedom march by normal normal people but the, it's it's so frustrating because like i say the man's heart is in the right place i'd happily share a stage with him i'd share share a meal with him i'd do an interview with him i'd share a drink with him but he's so tainted and the media see blood whenever they see him um that, that if, if you do put him front and center um they, they just say crazy conspiracy theorists gathering their thousands because he's there the masses drink that shit up and that's uh, we, we've seen that the masses drink the shit up of the mainstream media over the last 15 months because look, look where we are yeah absolutely i mean it, it's purely a, an invention of the media and government that's got us into the situation that we're in just now yeah, I agree. I, I agree because, like I say, I, I, I like the evidence of my eyes and the evidence of my eyes says there's no problem. And it's always said there's no problem. Do I believe there's a virus? Yes. Yes, I do. Do I believe it's uh, worth shutting down the world and putting millions, perhaps billions of people into poverty for? No, no, I don't. Yep. It's, it's, it's no worse than a bad flu in real uh, terms. No, and I, you know, we 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 look at the, we look at the actual data from people like John Ioannidis of Stanford University, yeah, and, and the World Health Organization have now been forced to admit he's right and that it is no worse than a bad flu. I mean, if you've seen the latest one today, the World Health Organization, their last gambit to keep us scared, COVID is airborne. They've just announced today. Yeah. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> it's, it's meant to be a respiratory disease. Of course, it would be airborne. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, it's trending, isn't it? It's trending on Twitter. Hashtag oh. COVID is airborne. And I'm like... This is the bit I can't get. We're now back. We're now back in March or April. And we're talking about why masks don't work again. You yeah. know, it's just, we're back to the put up a chain link fence and keep the mosquitoes out. Yeah. The whole thing is absolutely crazy. And yet we're back there beating the same old drum, trying to tell people, yeah, you can... It doesn't matter if it's airborne. Your mask isn't going to make one whatever difference. 
Well, it's not. And, and, and you know, like I say, there, there's 40 years of scientific evidence that says this. And there's zero scientific evidence that says a piece of fabric over your mouth and nose is going to stop a respiratory virus. And yet I, I was attacked just today on Twitter, in fact, by someone. Oh, every every um, every, every World Health Organization body and, and, and every country's health organization are, are wrong. But you, Rando, on Twitter are right. And I'm like, no, 40 years of science is yeah. right. Yeah, and the, the 20... 26 peer-reviewed random controlled trials are right yeah. you know the ones that are have done the done the research done the done the actual experiments and came up with the, the proper reasoned argument they're the ones that are right not yes, the, the countries that are going off on a tangent sorry no, no, i'm starting to rant now as well <laughs> you know what it's your show feel free to rant um it's i mean i mean we've kind of gone off from the original question which was was how did, how, how where, where did this all come well, from where did this we'll all get start? back there we'll get back it, there but it, but it's like you know we were back at the hospitals the em- the empty hospitals and uh, i have a, i have a test center and it's local to me and that, well, I don't anymore because I went to film at my ninth visit to it last week, and it's uh, it's vanished. Oh, it's gone. Oh, it's vanished. Yeah, um, but um, nobody was ever at it. Nobody was ever at it. So I got a bit curious, and and because I'm dis- disabled, I I put out a call to because I had a few Twitter followers at this point because of the videos I'd made about being angry. Yeah. Um, and I put out a call, and I said, uh, could somebody start filming your test center, please, and let me know if. Uh, 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 let me know if there's anybody in them. And nobody actually did. And I waited about a month. Nobody went and did it. So I just went, fuck's sake, I'm going to go do this myself. Um, and I went to Bexhill in East Sussex. Uh, and that video blew up 150,000 videos, uh, views overnight. Um, me just essentially, what, what people know me for and what people will comment is that they'll say, please say, where are all the sick people? Because <laughs> I used to shout that a lot at the people at the test centres because it, it it was a genuine question. Like, I'm going to these things where, where these people are meant to be coming to get a test for the deadliest viruses ever, and uh, there's nobody there. <laughs> where are all yeah. these fucking sick people? Like I say, the evidence of your eyes. You go outside. Where are the people coughing and spluttering in the streets, you know? Where's the plague doctor coming up and down the road? Where are the people coming along with the carts going, bring out your dead? Where yeah. is all of that, you know? Where's all the ambulances, you know? Where, where's all the, the people in the hospital? They're, they're, the people were filming empty hospitals as well. Yeah. And you know what? The only reason I didn't go and film an empty hospital is because in this country, the people that were doing it were getting arrested. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I, I need to keep my powder dry, so to speak. So I, I made sure everything that I was doing was legal and above board. I did, did everything from the public highway. Um, in fact, I filmed a test centre a couple of weeks back, a, a new local one, and uh, I flew a drone up over it and I, I got some aerial footage. And the, uh, the, the staff were just staring really at me. In, they were staring at me in abject horror because I'd already done done my spiel where I'd gone and filmed them and tried to speak to them. And then I just hobbled up onto the beach because it's on the seafront and the beach is actually up above where the test center is. So they're all looking up at me and I just sit down on the floor, open my bag and get this drone out quite casually. And they're looking at me in abject horror. Like, what is this guy doing? Send this drone up into the air. Um, and next thing you know, they're calling the police. They're filming me. They're filming my drone. And the police turn up and they just take my side. I'm like, I know what I'm doing. I'm a licensed drone pilot. I, 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 can, I, can, I can fly this from here. And they went, oh, but did they ask to see you? Or did you show them your license? The police officer said to me. I said, they didn't fucking ask for my license. Why would I show them my license? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um so so it moved from the test like, centers is that like being in a bus queue and having to show all the other passengers your bus ticket before you get on perhaps i don't know it's <laughs> um, just crazy the test centers i've moved on really from the, i still do those but now i do a daily live show on twitter and twitch i do it seven days a week for usually two two and a half hours a show i have a phone line open people can call in and uh we've actually been doing some quite hard hitting interviews recently i've done a couple of interviews with people who have been damaged by the oxford astrazeneca vaccine um 
and I've got another one, uh, another woman that I'm interviewing tomorrow uh, at the time of this recording. Uh, have you heard of the Nightingale Mansion Hotel in the Isle of Wight? Yes, I have. Um, I am doing a live show tomorrow, so probably after this has gone out. So 4th of May at midday UK time, we will be live with the owners of that hotel. Uh, and it's just it's just it's just moving on from there like what i'm trying to do right now is build a a a new media company and i've been censored so much john right so i've had a band i've you know i was i know it's hard to keep up with you on twitter but this is it um you know my my original account the ministry of dissent was probably one of the biggest anti-lockdown accounts on twitter and they silenced me and they silenced me because someone else attacked me for being disabled. And then I made a sarcastic comment back at them. And they said yeah. that my sarcastic comment breached the hateful conduct policy. Yet the person attacking me for being disabled didn't. So it's just like they wanted to get rid of me. They wanted they wanted me gone. Yeah, um, of course. And uh, so what we're trying to do is I've opened a fundraiser. I don't know if you know this at this point. Um, So we've opened a fundraiser, a GoFundMe, because we're trying to raise, and it sounds like a lot of money, but what we want to do, it really isn't, £10,000. And what what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to build my own website. Uh, We'll get someone else to build it because I'm technologically illiterate. Um, Host it on my own servers, which is going to be where a lot of the money is going to go. So that nobody can silence me, so that nobody can, none of these social media giants can can press a ban, put a ban hammer on me. And uh, because I'm moving premises in two weeks time and the shed that I am in now, which has been my trusty studio for the last year, is it can't come with us. I need to build a new studio. Cool. Sounds like a worthwhile enterprise. Well, we've uh, we've we've had we've had the fundraiser open for five days now and we've raised five hundred and twenty pounds. So. I'm I'm quite I, that's blown my expectations away. Um, yeah, that's good. To be honest, and uh, the 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 people are coming out in their droves in support. And like I say, before they actually took me down, I I I had uh, more followers than Save Our Rights UK. I had more followers than Anna Breeze. I had more followers than most of these people, uh, and it's been very hard to get a lot of traction back and i'm about to hit four thousand followers again but it's not a touch on what i did have but i will earn every single one of those back by uh, everything i'm doing uh, being truthful i i i what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to build a media organization a new one from the ground up completely grassroots and it's going to be by the people who are going to fund it and it's going to be for the people and i am not going to do what those pieces of garbage on the mainstream do uh, and just sit there 15 today died in kandahar and all i can do is sit here and read a script and lie to you because that's what they do right And, uh, and i think your news and your your opinion should be brought to you by real people who are going to talk to you like real people you know i i am i sweary yes i am am i um Am I opinionated? Yes, I am, because I'm a human being. I'm a real person, and I'm sick to shit of what I'm seeing around me. Yeah, and mainstream media can't compete with truth because you can't you can't be truthful if you are beholden to advertisers. I agree. That, that's the problem because they've they've always got an eye on their funding. So and this is why truthful. I. This is why I am crowdfunding, and this is why when uh, there will be members-only section on the website, if we can get it built, and we're going to hopefully be completely 100% funded by the people that we serve, and therefore yeah. we can serve them as, as and when I see fit. And I know, I tell you what, my audience do, they do step up. Um, they funded most of those test center videos, uh, visits, all of this that I'm sitting in right now. The, the studio the shed that was that was funded by my audience yeah um uh, the whenever i go and cover the protests they always chuck chuck over the money and say look here's for your parking here's for your fuel here's for all of that right because quite frankly i i, I am a delivery driver i haven't got a pot to piss in I'm a, I'm a disabled man and uh i'm putting you know 80 60 80 hours a week into this on top of everything else and, and people got to remember i'm a disabled man i've got children i've got a wife and um, hopefully, if we can build this, if I can build this, hopefully I can employ someone for God's sake, and I can take the yeah. workload off me a bit. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 hard, it's tough, and it's 
taking me a, a it's it's a, it's a long lonely ride building what I've been building for the last year. But I I think someone needs to do it, and I I think why not me? At the end of the day, I've 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 been the one on the ground, and I don't know if you've seen any of my test center videos, but I quite often screamed into yeah. the mainstream media, "Where the hell are you?" Why aren't yeah. you doing this? Why is it me that's doing this? I mean, I sent you a link earlier on on Twitter. Actually. I, I I saw some of it. I, w- I didn't watch it for the full hour, but yes, like, <laughs> so I, I, I know I know a video of test center videos. Thank yeah, I, I released an hour long video today yeah. um, of, of on Twitter and on Twitch of of me visiting test centers. It's just an hour long of me visiting empty test centers. And nobody can nobody can knock that. Nobody can say that's wrong. Look, here it is. Here's the evidence. Here it is. And I'll tell you what. People turned around to me uh, when I had my first YouTube channel because I had a YouTube channel with like three and a half thousand subscribers in the first week. Yeah. And that got banned yeah. as well, right? Yep. Because because um, they turned around to me. They said you're deceptively editing these test center videos. So I said right fuck you um and i went out to that eastbourne test center which features quite heavily in that video and streamed it for 45 minutes live and nobody turned up i said how can i deceptively edit this i'm streaming you're seeing what i'm seeing as i'm seeing it same thing happened nobody turned up guess what youtube struck it yeah they struck the fucking live stream excuse my language (laughs) Um, um, what and they called it medical misinformation what is the medical misinformation here youtube it's a live stream of a test center and there's nobody in it you you can't get much more well i mean the whole thing's been been mismanaged and and misrepresented by mainstream media since day one on all their platforms i mean remember the the photograph from italy from their oh ICU that was used. It ended up in Australia. It ended up yeah. in New York. It, you know, yeah. it, uh, in fact, the would one you that say that's was, mismanaged though, or would well, you say that's no, something that's, else? That's, that's misrepresentation, if not downright lying. Yeah. But the one that got me today was um, Freedom of Press Day or something in the Washington Post. And they they tweeted something about being the like, exemplary of of journalism, and I'm thinking, I wish I could have found that picture. You yeah. know. Because I'm pretty sure they had that picture on as well. It's um, uh, it happened just a few days ago with the New York Post, didn't it? Uh, they put yeah. up a picture of of uh, was it a gas leak in India? Yes. Uh, and yeah. they said, oh, it's uh, loads of people dying of COVID. And I did my due diligence because I, I because when people send me things in my inbox, I will not report on them if I can't prove them, or if I'm basically I it, I get things sent to me all of the time. And I will not report on things I can't prove or if I'm pretty damn sure it's true, but I just haven't found that smoking gun piece of evidence yet. I'll report it and say I cannot confirm this, but I'm always very, very careful with my words. And this is why I think people hate me so much is because they can't actually rebuke me. Uh, This is this is I'm always attacked as a person. But but the stuff that I say, the content that I make, it can't be argued with and they've never been able to argue with it. So it's like when I had the YouTube channel, for example, I had people celebrating that they'd created multiple fake YouTube accounts to report my YouTube channel to have it taken down. And they were publicly celebrating that they'd done this. And this is in itself is against YouTube's terms of service. Yeah, You're not allowed is. to do this. Uh, and we sent YouTube the screenshots and guess what? Kept the channel down. They don't care. Um, yeah. Because we're just another dissident voice, aren't we? We're just another fawn in their side. But, and I tell you, the vitriol, I tell you where it comes from. It comes from people who, the main the main sort of vitriol against me was started by a paramedic. This is, this is, this is a genuine true story. Uh, I won't name her, but she's a paramedic and she's got a lot of Twitter following. And they were all hanging off her every single word about the pandemic, okay? This is going to make you laugh. I'm telling you now. And she started attacking me and my content um, and sending a whole bunch of people after me. She built this following up over sort of March, April last year. Come out of nowhere, built this following up. And then then I discovered, because I uh, had some of her colleagues talking to me as well, she'd never seen a COVID-19 patient. 
She was on uh, maternity leave the entire time and she was misrepresenting herself to Twitter. And she still does it to this day, I might add. Um, and she was misrepresenting herself to Twitter as someone who was on the front lines. And whenever yeah. I would whenever I would rebuke her, I would get loads of people come at me and go, how dare you attack someone on the front lines? And I'm like, oh, she's sitting at home with a baby. She's not on the front lines. She's never seen a COVID-19 patient in her fucking life. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I, I actually went out last June. Um, when we still stayed in Scotland and I went out and I wandered around the, down to the, the local park and I started asking people what they thought about it yeah. and how they thought the First Minister was dealing with it and you know what they thought about COVID as a, a disease, were they worried about it and things like that. And most people were fairly okay. They did yeah. think Nicholas Sturgeon was doing a great job. I don't know I why, really. but yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, the... the, the the force is strong there. Um, <laughs> yeah. The one person that flipped out was someone who worked for the NHS. Now, they weren't a frontline worker. They were an admin person. Right. But she just flipped out because I was asking people what they thought about the situation and whether they, I thought the government were making appropriate restrictions or if they were being a bit heavy-handed. And she flipped out, shouting, swearing, and stormed off. Wow. You know what? I've got a personal friend um, who was until very recently a senior executive in my local NHS trust. And uh, she resigned because she couldn't, uh, in her words, get in bed with the devil every day every more, anymore. Yeah, yeah um, I can understand that. I mean, I've spoke, to, I've spoke to nurses, I've spoke to other people that work for the emergency services, and they all said that nothing... Nothing was ever as represented on the media. It was always much, much less. Yeah. In fact, I've, I've known nurses that have asked for transfers out of the COVID ward because they were too bored. They didn't have anything to do. Yeah, but yeah, I, t I tell you what as well. Um, my first, what, what, one of the re reasons that sort of got my first YouTube channel finally taken down was we had a nurse from a COVID ward phone in and give us an, an interview. And uh, they, YouTube, did not like that. No. Uh, they did not like that. They just went bang medical misinformation and they shut us down. It's like this woman is on the wards five days a week. And uh, we, we verified her uh, uh, and everything. And, um, yeah, YouTube said, what, what, what a... What a front, what a real frontline worker, not a fake paramedic, was saying... Uh, was medical misinformation and and yet I, I it just blew my mind away because the other thing that she did was she um she put me on to and we did in real time on the screen you know the their system the united states yeah. uh, cdc vaccine adverse reaction system yeah um we looked at that on their website live in real time so everybody could see what we were doing youtube could, could watch it and see what we were doing and youtube also said that was medical misinformation so they also said that the, 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 the CDC, the United States Centers for Disease Control, was medical misinformation. And then Descent Media 2 is currently on a two-week ban because um, we live-streamed the, uh, you know, the blood clots, yeah. the AstraZeneca vaccine. So there was it was a Friday afternoon, a couple of weeks back. Um, there were two um, press conferences one after the other european health agency uh, went first and then the mhra with jonathan van tam went like five minutes later uh, first of all the european health agency said we have found a causal link and can say that there is a rare side effect of blood clots from the astrazeneca vaccine so we'll be putting it on the literature and then mm -hmm. five minutes later jonathan van tam said we have not found a causal link <laughs> literally five minutes later and then because i sat there and i pointed out the contradiction between the two medical misinformation two week ban crazy the, the, see Denmark's uh, Denmark's just dropped the Johnson Johnson vaccine yes Today. yes and I know many in the United States are trying are thinking about dropping it as well because it's a one shot isn't it it's a one shot vaccine. yeah uh, yeah India India Have you heard anything about India well, I, I heard some stuff today um, about well, India's a massive country, and people 
people can't get their head around this because they couldn't even get their head around how many people actually die in the UK every day. Well, this is it. Uh, India is a country of 1.37 billion people. Yeah, it's a seventh yeah. of the world's population sitting on their man their, their landmass. It's something yeah. like 30,000 people at least die every single day. Yeah. About, um, about 27,000, and 2,000 of them die from diarrhea, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, every day, 2,000 people in India die from diarrhea. So they were going on about the um, the cremation process and how the crematoriums were stocked, you know, stockpiled and people were having to, well, the dead were having to queue, yeah. basically, uh, and wait to be burned, and, they were, and people were burning outside. But that's how they do it in India. I, that's, how, I mean, that's how they do it. I mean, I've seen I've seen people being burnt in their in their yeah. hundreds alongside the gangs, yeah. you know. So so apparently, what they do is they put you in your pyre, they um they cover you in ghee, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, they put the wood on top, and you set a light. Yeah. So it's a, that's how it's done. So, so I was sent a video. There's going to be people out in the. The, I was sent a video this afternoon, drama. actually, um, of of these apparent pyres waiting to be uh, filled up, and 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 just like, in fact, the the message that came alongside the video was, uh, is is this your Indian colleague? Because this base, this guy was basically going around this site, going, where are all the dead people? Like I would yeah. go around the and going, where are all the sick people? I think um, I've seen that one as well. Yeah. Uh, and um, whilst obviously I'm in no way really versed up on the situation over there, I have had a brief, brisk look at it, and I'm, I'm, I'm. What I'm seeing from the population versus cases versus deaths is they're actually at a much lower rate than even we were yeah, at this, yeah, at this current time. So yeah. you know, and, and like you say, people need to put things into context, and and it's like it's like the whole lockdown situation, isn't it? When you contextualise it, when you uh, look at countries all across the world and you compare lockdowns to one another, there's there's no correlation here that lockdowns have saved a single life. It just simply no. doesn't exist, and and yet. These people, you know, a vast majorities of the general public are are religious. It's like a cult, John. Yeah, it, it is. It's like it's like a cult. They're like they they religiously hang on to this belief, even though they know, they must know in their heart of hearts that it's wrong. Well, I, I think there's two things going on. People, one, people don't like to admit they've been fooled. Yes, I agree. So, you know, so they they kind of hang on to it from that point of thing. I, I've I've been through it in my life. I, I won't get into things that I've been through, but put, put it this way: I'm legally mask exempt for both physical and mental health reasons in this country. I'm also one of the only people in the UK that has a letter from his doctor saying he's mask exempt because I like to come over to to the country you're currently in quite often, uh, and it's I believe law that you must carry a doctor's letter over there. Um, if you want to be mask exempt, I mean, uh, how how is it for you? How how do you find it? France is like being back in the eighties. It's, it's it's so far behind, in in many ways. Um, everyone is lovely. They're yeah. all very laid back. Um, they completely ignore social distancing, even yeah. though it's only a meter here. They completely ignore it. Oh, they um, did they at Disney compl- the two times I went over. Yeah. yeah. They completely ignore limits on uh, people going into shops and whatever. Same at Disney again, yeah, when yeah. I went over. The, the only thing they do is they all wear their masks, which yeah. is really, really disappointing. Do you have um, to, or are you... Well, I I have to, but if I'm in a shop, which hasn't been that often, I suppose, because the fact that we we are just finishing our lockdown. In fact, it finished yesterday. Right. Uh, no, today. Today it finished today. Um, so I always wear it under my nose. So I yeah. never breathe through the mask. I always breathe through my nose with a mask underneath it. And I've never been pulled up for it. Right. Uh, that's, that's good, at least. I mean, I've just... Ne- I've, 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 I dabbled with, with the idea of wearing one right at the beginning for, for, for the sake of my own health, because I'm, I'm part of my illness is autoimmune. But the second I did any kind of basic research, I'm like, nah. And, no. and you know, I wore one one time on video so that I could smoke a cigarette for it. Just so that I could show yeah. that, that you, yeah, you, you, you must have seen that video back then. But I put yeah. this mask on and I literally stuck a cigarette in my mouth and I just smoked for it. 
And, yeah. it, you know, I don't smoke anymore, thankfully. I've got the vape on right now. But, you know, the, it was making the point that, that how is this stopping a virus that you can't see? Um, and uh, when I can blow smoke in and out for it, for it that you can see, you know. Yeah, smoke, smoke particles are huge compared yeah. to viral particles. Of course. And this was the point I was trying to make. And people, people were still attacking me. It's 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 just it's it's just ridiculous, man. It's absolutely r- ridiculous. Like I said, it's like a cult um, that they have to hold on to this disbelief. Because if you just look back over the the last year, there's not been no actual evidence that any of this was necessary. The government have never actually provided any evidence that any of this was necessary, and yet, and yet. People have just gone, man in suit tells me I need to do this, therefore I need to do this. Uh, and, and that's literally been the extent of the evidence. I mean, I can, I, I, I say quite often on my live show, I can point to three examples where I can factually, evidently prove that Chris Whitty and Patrick Vallance knowingly lied to the country. Two of those lies caused more restrictions and i can prove they were lies and so can anybody who can do the most modicum of basic research and and witty and valance must have known they were lies when they walked in the room and yet they told them you know um and i'll look into the camera and i'll do it uh, i know this is going to be audio only but if anybody from the government ever listens to this take me to, take me to court go on i dare them i dare them to take me to court for calling them liars because i can prove it you know oh, they are they are liars. Um, definitely. They, I'll point you to three examples. Example one, they gave a press conference on a Monday afternoon. Uh, we call it the This Is Not A Prediction Conference. Uh, and it caused the tier system. It was just random on a Monday afternoon. And they gave these ridiculous, uh, ridiculous graphs that said there could be like 50,000 cases a day. Yeah. Um, uh, and 5,000 deaths a day by December. And then all of a sudden, the tier restrictions uh, uh, appear off the back of that. Then just about two weeks later, they gave another press conference. It was a Friday afternoon in which they gave data which said we needed to lock down for November. Four hours after that press conference, the people who created the data came out and said, I don't know why they gave that data because we'd already told them it was three weeks out of date, it's completely wrong, and yet they've gone in the room and given it anyway. That yep. caused a fucking lockdown for a month. Yep. And, and despite the fact it had gone public, John, that, that this data was wrong and false, the lockdown still went ahead. I yeah. don't quite understand. And, and, and then, and then uh, just in February, I believe, it was, it was it, I think it was Valance, uh, gave a press conference. And he said that the rates of infection were the same as they were in September uh, because he said uh, there was X amount of people, thousand people infected a day. And uh, the numbers were the same. So it was like, I don't know, yeah. 2,000 new infections yeah. a day. Numbers were the same. But no, the rates were actually three times. Like, and he, he made a point saying this is the same percentage rate as September. No, it's not, because in September you were doing 300,000 tests a day and finding 2,000. In February, you're doing 1.2 million tests a day, apparently, and finding right. <laughs> 2000 you're actually at four times less mate you're not at the same rate stop lying to us and yet they hope that people will just not click not peg not realize these things critical thinking seems to have been put on hold for the majority of people yeah i i I have to agree man and i'm I'm just i'm i'm so disappointed i am i think that's the only way i can really describe how i am in my country I, I am disappointed and especially in our media because like hundreds of thousands of people marched through london this this past saturday just a week ago i was there i've i've put up lots of content from it i i i well documented it yeah uh, and not a whisper not with it. Oh, except for the uh, BBC's dis- disinformation department, Mariana Spring, and uh, and her uh, her accomplice uh, Mike Wendling, saying there was only five to ten thousand people there. Yeah. No, do you no. remember? Um, do you remember SARS CoV one? Uh, sort of. So, I, I I was just thinking back to it because I was working in a university at that point and. Yeah. There was nothing 
nothing done about it other than they did rush a, virus, a, a vaccine through that didn't work. Um, so they, they had tried to make a vaccine. But other than that, there were no restrictions. Yeah. There were very few people died. Yeah, um, of course. Although they did, they did try and stir up the fear a bit um, because people were being told to to basically self-isolate or quarantine if they had symptoms, which is yeah. fine. You know, yeah, why did we do that this time? Why did we lock up? We've got a decades-old pandemic plan. We've got yeah. a pandemic plan. And it's just like they took it and they tore the fucking thing up and threw it out and said, let's just do what the fucking idiots in China are doing. Yeah. You know, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll touch on vaccines for a minute because I don't know if you saw the video I put out yesterday, but there's a queue. Uh, I, I went and filmed. Oh, I, did. I, I was going to mention that because it's like it, it reminded me of sheep queuing for a slaughterhouse. It's, it's just hundreds of people queuing hundreds of people queuing for this and it's this line it just goes as far as the yeah. eye can see and i'll tell you a quick story i told the story last night on my show but i didn't actually go out with the intention of filming a vaccination center i did not know there was a vaccination center there that is at asda so i went to asda and as i'm pulling into asda off the roundabout i just see this queue on my left hand side and i'm like what the fuck is that and then, and then there's a sign that says covid19 vaccination center parking left and i'm like all right turn my car off and went that way <laughs> <laughs> and went up there and it's mind blowing and and i said in the video right i i don't honestly i don't have a problem with people choosing to go and get themselves vaccinated what i have a problem with are the people on tv like dr hillary jones telling people it's 100 safe when i'm interviewing people who are damaged and you know I, i'm in talks with a guy at the moment uh, who wants to get his story out his wife has been blind for 54 days since taking yeah. the oxford astrazeneca vaccine um and like I say, all I want people to do is listen to these people's stories, listen to these people's experiences, take them on board first before making a decision for themselves. And if they they decide to go down that road and say, well, we've listened to this and we've weighed up and balanced out the options, we're going to go and get it done on balance. That's what we want to do. Fine, go ahead and do it. But what concerns me the most is it's me. It's me talking to these people. Yeah. It's not the BBC. It's not Sky News. It's not ITV News. I mean, I was in the home of a woman, and I, I, I actually... Well, worse, it's not even your GP telling no. you to, to make an informed choice, because he's pumping it out as well. Well, this is it. But, you know, I went to one of these people's homes, and I saw the state this woman was in. And she had hers done in February, and she's still ill now. She's still ill now. And, and, and I just... I, I, like I say, I'm I'm happy. I, I, I'm not an anti-vaxxer in any way, shape, or form, right? I'm, I've had plenty of vaccines myself. Children have had vaccines, but I am worried that these things have been rushed through, and that people are going to get damaged. And 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 I'm worried that the people that are being damaged, that are being harmed, are not being heard. Yeah. And, and and so I'm putting myself out there. And I'm 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 going to give these people. I spoke to a man named John the other night, um, who uh, won't be going for his second vaccine because he got very very sick off it. And they're worried that despite the fact they've already had one, they're still going to be excluded from society because of a quote unquote vaccine passport. And 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 they feel like they're going to be forced, even though they're very sick and they've been made very sick, to go and have uh, these these second ones done. And yeah, and then the boosters. And then the boost, but these, this is, you know, I'm more worried about how scared these people are of a repeat bad experience than than people who are scared of, of SARS-CoV-2, especially people under 60, right? Yeah. Their fear, is, as far as I'm concerned, for the most part, as long as they're fit and healthy, their fear is unfounded. Whereas these people, these people have already been harmed. These people have already been damaged and they are being ignored. And it's like I say, it's taking me to come and sit in this shed or go to their homes and just give them the space to tell their stories in their words. And it's not the mainstream doing it. And that's it's, it's yeah. what blows my mind. And, and we'll, we'll go. We'll go oh, sorry, we'll go right back to the test centers. Because even in those videos, I'm screaming, where are you mainstream media? Why does it, I put out a tweet earlier, why does it take a disabled man to, to be bringing these 
factual, truthful events and stories to people. I, I, I don't know why it takes me to do it. But well, I, th- I, th- I think the mainstream media has been told that they will follow the line or they're going to get hit, you know. Well, this from is a, it. From a number of, one, the government's got the ability to, to determine what they put out because if they've cl- declared an emergency, which they have, they have effectively declared a national emergency, they can use things like denotices and, yeah. you know, restrictions on the newspapers and the, the television so they, they can stop them putting out, you know, information that they don't want heard. I remember right back near the beginning, Eamon Holmes basically dropping the ball on that and saying yes, we're not allowed to, to question the narrative. That's right, he did, yeah. And then you've got the other side of the coin, where where does all their funding come from? And ultimately, a lot of it goes back to, to people that are pushing for the, the mainstream narrative. Mr Gates being one of them. Oh, oh, I agree. And do, do you know what? Just because I don't go down the sort of Bill Gates is behind everything rabbit hole does not think I think that guy is any kind of good person. I think he's, oh. I think he's evil. Yes. Uh, and, you know, the Klaus Schwabs of the world, I think they're evil. And, and, and you know, on my show, I do some... I, I, I try not to keep it all doom and gloom. So sometimes I'll get my guitar out and I'll sing anti-lockdown songs that I've written uh, and I'll do karaoke for people and I'll do characters as well. So I do like a Klaus Schwab character and I've got wigs. Um, <laughs> oh, and, and I'll tell you what, because the, re- the reason I do this shit is because I think it's absolutely unhealthy to be constantly down depressive and things like that. And I yeah. can, I, I've got a woman contact me and said that my show has done more good for her than 12 weeks of intense therapy. And yeah. you know what? I'll, I'll take that. And I get people coming to me all the time and saying that I help their mental health. And then when I get cut off of these platforms, when I get cut off of YouTube, something that was really helping their mental health is taken away. And and and, and like I say, we try and make it fun. We try and change it up. I mean, uh, I don't know if you can see. Hold on. I'm holding up a giant red. <laughs> see this giant red wig? When I put this yeah. giant red wig on, we, we play a character called Maureen Hancock, the natural health minister. <laughs> I'm going to have to give your show a watch. Yeah, well, we just, like I say, sometimes it's, it's down to the point. It's nitty gritty. It's it's. Um, I've got a fo- I've got a phone line open the entire time, so anybody can call in, uh, except for when I'm having guests on myself. Um, uh, and we we stream every single day. So um, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we do it at eight pm. Uh, we're going to go a little bit late tonight, but I've already told them. Um, and then the rest of the days we do it at one o'clock in the afternoon, unless I'm out filming a protest and or, or anything like that, or I'm out giving an interview. Then there's no show that day. But um, we we do it every single day. People come, they phone in. I've got a co-host twice a week for the more fun shows. Her name is Jess, um, and uh, I take the piss out of her quite a bit for being northern. Um, <laughs> As you would. Well, yes. I mean, I mean, come on. She's, she's very, she's, I tell you what, she is very Northern, John. Um, <laughs> but um, no, she's absolutely lovely. And um, actually on Saturday, the 29th of uh, May. So a couple of weeks time, we will be, me and Jess will both be in London covering the, the London, the big London protest. And you will also we've we've got a hotel booked, uh, and uh, we if anybody would like to stay in the same hotel as us, we, we're asking people to contact us privately to tell so we can tell them where this we are staying. We're getting a whole bunch of people to book up rooms in the same hotel, so that they can then do a live show that evening. All right, and cool. then we can Good turn idea. around. We can turn around to the the hotel and say it's us all booked up in your hotel. Let us do it from your bar. And if they don't let us do it from their bar, then we'll just uh, we'll do it from one of our rooms. So, <laughs> but, hey, there are ways and means around it. That's what's going to happen. So, what? Um, how do you want people to contact you through Twitter or? Yeah, through Twitter. Uh, at currently, Ministry Backup Nine. Uh, I do change that handle quite often to get ahead of the Twitter algorithm, but it's currently Ministry Backup Nine um, or at Descent Media, which is. Uh, what my media organization is actually called dissent media um i've kind of moved away from the whole ministry of dissent thing because it was kind of it was it was childish in a way but um 
I, I'm trying to, you know, people know my name now. My name is Ben. Um, they didn't beforehand. And uh, so I just told them one day on a live stream. And I'm quite happy for people to know that. And I'm quite happy for people to know anything, to be honest. You know, but I just think, man, we're, 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 we're so far down a rabbit hole of lives that yeah. somebody needs to do something. And, and nobody seems to be. So I, I figured... Uh, I've got a voice I can use it and you know people seem to react seem, people seem to be enjoying what I do and you know raising 500 pound in five days says that people um, want this to happen as well want to see this media organization built sounds good I think we'll call it there Ben um, I think we've had a great chat tonight um, we've covered quite a lot I think we could possibly do more um, another day perhaps I agree yeah but, uh, I'll be more yeah. than happy to uh, I've enjoyed myself I'll uh, tell you what I'm entertaining I'm and worthwhile I'm scheduled to be in France in October oh right so uh, yeah. we could do something in person perhaps absolutely that would be that would be a good one so thank you you can much. take me to some of your tests then <laughs> Well, I've 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 been past um I've been past a few and I saw vaccinations until the other day as well. Um, I haven't seen any people at them. No, no, None at all. But, but unlike my vaccination centre, like I say, which the queue as far as the eye could fucking see, it was yeah. it, it was dystopian, uh, and and yeah, I'm I, 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 sorry, I, I'm waffling on. I will... No, no, it's fine. I think I think the French are quite um, anti vaccination anyway i think the uptake is uh, i think the last uptake i saw was it was only around about 16 percent of the population i i also think the french are very much anti-emmanuel macron at this time as well yes i think they may be um yes yeah and uh, they're quite anti-eu as well yes i i think um if marine runs again i think she may well win yeah yeah i think she's got a good chance yeah yep Okay, so thanks very much again. And Thank you for having me. It's, it's, it's lovely. You know, it's weird. I'll just say one more thing. It's really weird, yeah. and I said this to you last time, to be the interviewee and not the interviewer. <laughs> well, as they say, stay sane. Yes. <laughs> there you go. That wraps up another episode. A great talk with uh, Ben from Descent Media, and we covered a lot of ground, had a laugh, and exposed maybe a few truths have a great day everyone and above all stay sane in these troubled times take away those diamonds i don't need those rocks a second hand car and a new pair of socks i want liberty without conditions roll up the carpet from the floor i don't want to be your prisoner no more i want liberty on my conditions Take away those drums They're too loud Give me a guitar and I'll play to the crowd I want liberty Take away that job, I don't want to work I'll stay at home and play in the dirt I want liberty without conditions I want liberty on my conditions
those diamonds, I don't need those rocks A second-hand car and a new pair of socks I want liberty without conditions Roll up the carpet from the floor I don't want to be your prisoner no more I want liberty without conditions I want liberty on my conditions 